It sure is. 632. Welcome to it on a Wednesday evening here. Skulls, as always, hosting. And my good pal Lior Samfiru from Samfiru to Market LLP is here. Want to reach out uh, right now? Let's uh, let's tuck in and do this. We've got a lot to get through uh, over the next half hour, so your participation always is welcome. A little later on the show in a few minutes, uh, many of the questions Lior gets all the time, but um, is can my employer do this stuff? Is it legal or not? I'm not sure. So we'll get to a few of those talking points, possibly some email if we have some time at the end. But if not, we'll keep rolling with what we do best. That is uh, making you smarter every day about the workplace and your job and how you navigate that particular part of your life. So let's get going. 416-870-6400 to reach out now. I'll give you Leor's contact throughout the show as well. But uh, case of the day, pal, what are you going on uh, for tonight? Uh, we got Leor. We got a bit of a connection problem. I also do a live stream earlier in the day, more opportunities for me to answer questions, to get uh, those problems uh, solved. So let's continue it now. If you're driving home, if you're listening to the radio or online and you want to know something about your workplace rights, about your job, about what your boss did or said, well, we can get those questions answered right now, inform you and make sure that you are better armed with that knowledge. So no one can take advantage of you. If you have knowledge, no one can ever take advantage of you. That's the point here. Maybe you lost your job and or maybe you're you're having a meeting scheduled later this week and you think they're gonna let you go. What should you say? Should you say anything? Should you ask for anything? Should you sign something? Well, it can start off by asking the question right now and I'll tell you. But of course this show will be over in you know less than thirty minutes. You can continue the conversation with me in the office, uh phone or email. We'll give you that contact information throughout. But let's start off uh, with uh, a question that I was asked today by someone. So I, I was speaking with an individual who was let go, and he called me. He was very upset. Uh, he was he, he was perfectly fine to accept the severance offer, but the reason he wasn't accepting it is because he had accrued some 32, 33 hours of vacation pay. And, of course, he wanted that paid, and the company said, we're not going to pay it because it's you know we have a policy that you use it or lose it. So we're not going to pay it. So he's very upset about those 33 hours, understandably. So he calls me about it. Uh, but of course, as I tend to do, I dug a bit more. Uh, and I found out that this person had worked for this company for four years. And he was offered six weeks of severance, which he thought it was fine. Except, guess what? He was really owed six months of severance. Yeah. So it's one of those things when he thinks he's calling me about a few hundred dollars in vacation pay when he's really owed another five months of salary. He was floored to hear that. He thought that, yeah, he's owed a few hundred dollars, didn't realize that he is owed many more months uh, severance. Now, this is an important lesson here because oftentimes the issue when it comes to losing your job is not those little things, you know, did, do they give me my record of employment today or tomorrow? Are they going to pay my full vacation pay? Obviously, those are important issues and we need to get those resolved. But usually there's a bigger issue lurking, and that is the severance, the real, the big piece that matters. So I'm going to help him get that vacation pay. By the way, you can't have a use it or lose it policy when it comes to your vacation pay. That's nonsense, not legal. And I'm also going to help him get a severance uh, uh, that, that he's actually owed. So very important lesson for everyone. If you lose your job, you're probably owed a lot more severance than you've been offered. Make the call, send the email. Let's chat. And in that regard, as Lior said, anytime it's help at employmentlawyer.ca and one 821 5900 to reach out to Lior and his team anytime. Sean, thanks for uh, standing by for a moment. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Love, uh, love the fact that you took the time to call in, pal. What's on your mind? 
Uh, so just wondering, it's a question about employment hiring practices, I guess, uh, concerning actually musicians and a, a group hiring, uh, saying that they're only wanting to hire uh, female musicians for a, a production. And your screener was asking if there's a union involved. There really isn't in this case, but it's a case of where uh, totally discriminating based on sex. Just wondering if that goes along with any sort of rules in Ontario with respect to hiring hmm. practices? Well, so certainly you cannot hire just males, just females uh, as a rule, unless there's what we call a bona fide occupational requirement. And so the general rule is if, if you're making your hiring decisions on the basis of gender, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. But in some situations, there may be a reason that's tied to the job that, you know, we couldn't have a, a male or a female do the job. So it's a bona fide occupational requirement. Now, I, I, I don't know much about this, this you know, uh, band or, or this music production, but if they want to if they want to create a, uh, a record, let's say, with the lead female vocalist, then I consider that to be reasonable. But if they say, well, we also want our guitar players and our bass players and our synthesizer users, all those to be uh, female as well, well, that that not be justified. So in that situation, it could be a human rights violation. Did, do you see where kind of the distinction is? Yeah, definitely. And in this case, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an orchestra. So it's musicians um, more so than singers. So there's, there's, I can't see a. So there, there would be no legitimacy for that. So if it's an orchestra and we need, they're saying the violin players and the bass players, whatever, all have to be female. No, that is a human rights violation. Cannot be the case, uh, and and certainly that type of practices would not withstand any scrutiny if a complaint was filed uh, at the human rights tribunal. Okay. So uh, one would just look into the Ontario Human Rights Tribunal if you wanted to kind of fight it. Absolutely. That's a, that's exactly the right place to go to. Sean, appreciate that call. We'll take a short break, get into our topic of the things that uh, you may not are sure whether it's legal or not that your employer is doing. That's on the other side of the short break. Employment Law Show continues in a moment. Hang on. Lior, this topic is great. Is my employer doing this thing at work, Lior? Is it legal or not? You must get that question a hundred times a day, right? Generally, John, when I get a question asked, it always starts with, is this legal or can my employer do something? Now, the interesting thing, and you'll see this as we answer some of these things, oftentimes the real thing to focus on is not so much is something legal, but really, can you do something about it? Because I could tell you that, you know, if your employer withholds $5 from your pay today, that's not legal. We know that. But as a practical matter, can you do something about it? So we're going to focus not just on is something illegal or not. We're going to focus on what you can do if you're facing an illegal th- uh, situation. Well, how about this one to get us uh, get us rolling? Can my employer change my job as long as they don't touch the pay? That doesn't get reduced. So oftentimes employers think, and I've seen this happen many times, that, well, we can change your job, we can even demote you, put you in different roles, as long as we don't touch your pay, as long as we keep the pay the same, it's all good. Well, no, not so fast. And the answer is an employer cannot make significant changes to your job, to your job responsibilities, even if the pay stays the same. You could be demoted and have a lower level position or taking your or have your managerial responsibilities taken away and your pay could stay the same that's still not legal that could still be a constructive dismissal you could have your uh, hours of work 
change. You can have your shifts change and the pay stay the same. And it's still not legal. And if an employer makes a significant change to the terms of employment, constructive dismissal should come to mind right away. You may have the ability to consider that to be a termination and pursue your full severance, even if pay is the same. If the position is very different, if it's uh, embarrassing, if it's going to cause you difficulties, uh, it's not something an employer is allowed to do. How about the old PIP, the performance improvement plan? Can my employer put me on one whenever they want? So performance improvement plans, the answer yes is that yes, if it's legitimate, if it's implemented in good faith and for good reason, an employer can put you on a performance improvement plan. And a performance improvement plan, of course, is uh, something an employer does to try to help an employee that's not performing at the right level to improve that performance to get to the level that they need to be. And that's okay as long as it's legitimate. What I mean by that is, if, if the company is doing it because the, the employee is actually not doing a good job, the employee needs to improve, sure, performance improvement plan makes sense. But if the employer is using that as an excuse to maybe push the employee out, to try to terminate them for cause, or to get the employee to resign, it's not legitimate. It's not proper to do that. So if you've, you're facing a situation where you don't think the performance improvement plan is legitimate, there's no good reason. There's ulterior motives, perhaps. I want you to write an email to the company telling them you don't agree with it. Say, for these reasons, here's why I don't agree with it. You said I did a bad job here and here. Here's why that's not the case. Put that position in writing. By doing that, you're protecting your job. You're going to make it much more difficult for the company to try to let you go for cause. Now, in some situations, if the performance improvement plan really is implemented in bad faith, that in itself could be a constructive dismissal. So if you think that's uh, your situation, give me a call right away. And call us here as well, 416-870-6400. Tom, you're, uh, you're up next, pal. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, good evening. Thanks for this show. It gives us uh, workers uh, information on what our rights are. And, oh, you're very uh, welcome. Uh, so my question tonight, then, is I have a half an hour for my lunch. Do I have a half an hour, 30 minutes of uninterrupted time, uh, and, and, and then I have a position in which I need to be at at the end of that? Do I have a grace time of, you know, five minutes to make it to that? next uh, job responsibility that I have. Uh, am I making myself understood? So, so I have 30 minutes of uninterrupted time, and then I need to get to another position, which I have duty supervising uh, children uh, having their, their lunches. Um, but I don't have to give up any of my 30 minutes to make it there uh, to be on right. duty. No, I, I understand what you're saying. So generally speaking, you have your half-hour lunch, and, and at the end of that, you're expected to be where you're expected to be uh, for, for the next phase of your job. So it's included in that 30 minutes. But I understand you're a part of a, of a union. It's possible that in, in this particular situation that a precedent has been set over the years that you can take that extra time to get to that next uh, location. So you have to ask your union in this situation whether or not they've set that precedent. Because in a unionized environment, that precedent is extremely important. You can also ask your union if in the collective agreement they're specifically dealing with this issue, if that grace period was put in the collective agreement. Uh, but the general rule would be that you have to be at your next work location within that 30 minutes. 
I, so I hear you. I, I appreciate your point of view. Um, thank you for your uh, for, for the information, and you're doing a great service for us working guys. Thank you so much. Can my employer do this, Lior? Is it even legal? Can they pay me less than another employee, even if we have a very similar, if not the exact job? Man, oh man, how how upsetting is that, right? <laughs> you, you you do a job, you do it well, you've been with the company for a bunch of time, and all of a sudden you realize that someone else doing a similar job to you that has been there for less time, they get paid more than you. Well, wait a second, that's not fair. Certainly it's not fair. But the question is, is it legal? Well, generally speaking, an employer does not have to pay employees doing the same job to pay them the same. So an employer can say, for example, well, when we hired Joe, we really were desperate, so we offered more money. So that's why Joe makes more money than you. That's okay to do. That's not fair. That's not nice, but it is legal. Now, what an employer cannot do is to pay people differently based on their age or based on their ethnicity or their gender. That's a human rights violation. You cannot do that ever, ever. But beyond that, if it's not discrimination, it's just, you know what, I just decided that I'm going to pay people more if I hire them this year. Yeah, they can do that. So what I would do in your in this situation, if you find out that your colleagues are making more than you, talk to your employer. Let them understand that you're not okay with it, that it's not fair, that you, you're a good, loyal, dedicated employee, and that you want to be paid equally. Uh, mo- many employers, if not most employers, are going to be receptive to that. They're going to work with you. But ultimately, from a strictly legal standpoint, they don't have to pay the same. Yeah, we've had we've had this talk before in callers in, in past years, and then you know if it's one of the jobs where you've gone through maybe several, if not a, a few, interviews, maybe you're just a better negotiator. That's why you got more money. You did the same job, but you just you you hit them harder when the negotiations, and so maybe it increased your salary for doing so. That's possible too, right? It is possible, and in fact, usually that is the reason. Uh, it has to do with negotiating. It also has to do with how eager the employer was when they hired someone, you know, supply and demand. Sometimes there's not a lot of candidates, so to entice someone to come work for you, you have to pay more. Uh, all those things can happen. Again, not, not going to make the employee that's been there longer and getting paid less, not going to make them feel better. Yeah. So have that conversation with your employer. You'll be surprised how receptive your employer may be. How about this one? If I can't work and I do have a doctor's note, can my employer say, yeah, that's great, but uh, we want a second opinion? That's an easy one. And the answer here is no, no, no. Your employer cannot require you, demand of you, threaten you into getting a second opinion. Your doctor is the one whose word matters. So if you have a doctor's note saying you cannot work or you need accommodation or some medical situation uh, impacts your, your ability to work, that's it. That's judge and jury, and your employer can't say, we don't believe it, we don't like it, we think someone else is going to say... And we still got Lior. we got a bit of a, uh, a little bit of a connection problem. Gremlins in the system, I think. We'll... Uh... We'll uh, we'll reconvene. We'll get another call on here. In the meantime, we'll uh, we'll take a short break for a minute. And get back with more. We're talking about all the things that your uh, employer can do. Well, they can do it legally, or if they're not, can you really do something about it? That's the crux of the entire conversation. So we'll pick that up here in just a minute. And uh, yeah, there we go. It's okay. It's November first. You never know. Maybe the weather's affecting things. How about that? We're gonna go with that one, pal. But who knows? You know, uh, Leor's yeah, back. Yeah, some so gremlins gonna... are at work. I don't know. I know. I was just saying that too. Um, yeah. Again, we're talking about things that legal or not. You know, if they are legal, can I do anything about this? Is really, the crux of the conversation. Um, good performance reviews the entire time I've been working there. Can they still let me go without warning, even if I have that uh, badge of honor with the performance review? 
And probably the most common question that I get is, or the scenario that I get is, you know, I've, I've done everything right. I good performance reviews. I've, uh, I've always hit my targets and they just let me go today. No warning, nothing said defective immediately. That can't be right. Well, unfortunately, and if you're a regular listener of the show, you're going to know this. It is legal. Your employer can let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason, so long as they severance. That's why you hear me say that word severance so often on the show because from a legal standpoint that is the company's obligation they have to pay you severance now uh, of course you cannot be let go for a discriminatory reason you cannot be let go because you're a certain age or your ethnicity or your disability uh, that's a human rights violation can happen but just because you're in a good um, uh, employee doesn't mean that you cannot be let go without warning but here's the the, the real important thing you have to get paid severance, and in most cases, that severance that the employer is offering you is not even close to being appropriate. So most people, even though the reason they're let go is legal, are still wrongfully dismissed. A wrongful dismissal is simply a situation where you're not paid or not offered the proper severance that you're actually owed. So yes, you can be let go if you've done nothing wrong. I know it's not nice, I know it's not fair, but you can be let go in that situation. But what you have to do is make sure that you get proper severance. You can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, use our severance calculator, call me at the office. We can easily improve that severance package. Just don't sign on that dotted line. You know, we've often heard from callers, uh, you know, many times, you know, countless times in the past saying, you know, I worked all this overtime, Leor, my boss or my employers give me static about paying me. They won't pay me for the overtime. What do I do? What if you switch those tables around? You know, can the employer make you work overtime hours? So the answer generally is no. So your hours of work are, are your regular hours of work. And, and your employer can't say, well, I need you to work more hours this week. You can say no to that. Now, keep in mind, this goes back to what I said before, that you can be let go for refusing, but you'd be let go with severance, what we call a without cause termination. Why can you be let go? Well, because as I said before, you can be let go pretty much for any reason as long as you get paid severance. So you may actually be let go because of it, but severance has to be paid. What you cannot be uh, cannot happen is you can't be punished. You can't mm-hmm. be let go for cause. Your severance can't be taken away from you. Now, if you sign an employment agreement that says that your hours are uh, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, but you agree that we can have you work overtime whenever we want to, if you sign an employment that says that, then an employer can require you to do that. And if you don't do it, you can be disciplined. But for most people, that's not something that you sign. For most people, you cannot be disciplined. You cannot be punished. You cannot be fired for cause if you refuse to work overtime. You know, you mentioned the word punish. How about that? Can you be punished if you if you complain about uh, workplace harassment? That's such a, an illegal thing. That's a big no-no. Unfortunately, it happens because employers... Just get this wrong. You cannot ever be punished, penalized, fired, threatened, you name it. You can't if you file a harassment complaint. You should always feel free to to address this issue, feel empowered to talk to your employer if you're being bullied or mistreated. Maybe you're in a poison work environment. You have to tell your employer. They have to deal with it. They have to mm-hmm. take it seriously. They have to investigate. They have to fix that issue. What they cannot do is ignore it. And they certainly cannot punish the person that's bringing it up to their attention. And by the way, even if you 
file a harassment complaint and the employer investigates and determines that they can't substantiate it, that there's not enough proof, even then you cannot be punished in any way, shape, or form. So if your employer does anything to you, once you file a harassment complaint to, and to try to punish you in any way, you call me right away. That could be a breach of the Employment Standards Act, Human Rights Code maybe, Occupational Health and Safety Act. It's illegal, can't do that, uh, and, and I hate hearing these types of stories. And with that, we are just about out of time. Back in here tomorrow, though, so rejoin. If you didn't get a chance to call in, tomorrow 6.30, you can uh, take another shot at it. In the meantime, reach Leor and his team. Go ahead, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website with access as well, once you're there, to the severance calculator, freely, anonymously, to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow right here on the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night.